Welcome to Parenting by Dummies, an unexpected podcast. Today's episode, Preparing for the Baby. Hey everybody, welcome to Parenting by Dummies. I'm Cole. And I'm Fabiola. And we're your hosts. Uh, The first episode we talked about how we reacted when we found out that we were going to have a baby. Um, Then we did kind of two episodes in January where, uh, you know, I sat down, talked to the dads. Fabi sat down, talked to the moms. We're back together again. Uh, It's time for probably what is my favorite episode. This is my favorite one. I feel like it's exciting for the mom, too, because this is like where we get to, like, curate this list of things, like what we want for our baby and Mm -hmm. Anyways, we'll get into it. This is preparing for the baby. So this episode is going to encompass uh, like three major things. Uh, We're going to talk about the third trimester because we talked about the first two in the first episode. Uh, We're going to talk about the baby shower and the baby registry. That's my favorite part. We put a lot of stuff together for that. And we're also going to cover kind of setting up insurance and and what to know because having the baby is going to be expensive unless you do it right. Right. Because um, you can save yourself a lot of trouble by setting it up. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, but okay. if there was an episode to ever take notes, this is a good one. Yeah. I'd recommend having a notepad t- together. And also, everything we talk about, there's going to be links in the show notes. Or if you're listening on YouTube, there will be links in the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just, you know. Very keep, easy. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So we're going to start with the third trimester. So, Fabi, what is the third trimester? Let's define that. This is the trimester where it's like when you're on a roller coaster and you're like at the very top, you know, like at the top of the peak. This is where where your body is going to exponentially grow because that that baby inside of you is just going through growth spurts. And then you'll have stages where you feel like your skin's a little bit more like itchy because, you know, your tummy's growing to make room for for this baby that's also growing um what else so how did it feel compared to the first two like how i mean did the you... first trimester your my tummy my personally my tummy did not grow second trimester i just felt very bloated like i i knew my 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 body was changing but the third trimester i kept feeling my body growing and i fe- i kept feeling heavier by the week and i just my mistake personally here is i wasn't religiously applying lotion to my body because the first two trimesters i'm like oh i'm fine i don't need lotion you Mm -hmm. know i'm fine and and this is when it all just like bam like holy crap these stretch marks are oh no it's happening too fast it's too late my skin is like my stretch marks were so bad especially like around the last month like it's when they they went crazy and i was like oh fuck do you have any other tips too for mamas going into the third trimester? I know there was a there was a pair of underwear that you really liked. Yeah, and and we definitely mentioned this before, um, so mamas could get prepared for it. Uh, I recommend the under the belly underwear because your belly's getting big. There's no underwear stretchy enough to because mm. you never like especially if mamas if you're having twins, um, you know it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be different. So. Under the belly, I feel like was more comfortable. Nice. Okay, yeah. so um, up next we've got uh, we're we're gonna move into the baby shower topic. So I think when we were looking into 
baby shower stuff because we definitely wanted to have one. But we were putting it off. We put it off. It, we did it really late. Look, we did it like two weeks before we had the honestly, baby. Honestly, <laughs> and it was it was cutting it too close because we didn't have time. Well, we set up as much as we could, but like when Holly was born, we still didn't like take out all the baby clothes. Like we mm. we still had toys and stuff. Like I I, I wish. Um, if I could go back and talk to my past self again, I would say try to plan for your baby shower as soon as you hit that third trimester. Mm. Um, because this is where it's going to get real. Time's getting closer. It's going to fly by so fast. This is where you experience your Braxton Hicks tr contractions, which is like the practice contractions. These contractions, you don't feel pain, but you do feel movement in your body. Like mine, like my tummy got tight all of a sudden and it was so weird. It's because it was practicing for the real thing for when the time came. There was also, there was, you were, you were, got really short of breath, oh, which man. in hindsight, we have an apartment with a lot of stairs. Oh, that wasn't a lot of fun. I got so tired, man. Oh, the back aches. I w when something was on the floor that I dropped, I just left it there. Or I told Cole to pick it up because I am mm -hmm. not putting my body through all of that. And uh, and, and she slept with pillows. Lots pillows, of pillows. Pillows kind of on, on your side, hugging pillows. Right. If you, you weren't supposed to sleep on your back, right? Because mm -mm, uh, the, the, the weight isn't good on your main spine, which is where all your uh, nervous system is. Um, if you have the money for it, I would uh, recommend you invest into pregnancy pillows. Um, we didn't want to, I didn't want to spend the money, honestly, because I'm like, we got all these pillows, I'm gonna just make it work. Yeah. I mean, we just got like a cheap body pillow from Target. Yeah, uh, I got two of them, and I slept with pillows in between my legs. Doctor recommended me to sleep on my left side, uh, for medical reasons. Ask your OB about this. And if you don't have a big bed, uh, dad might have to sleep on the couch. Right, yeah, <laughs> you need... All the room for your pillows. Yeah. Third trimester is weeks 29 to 40, or basically months 7, 8, and 9. So you can also just do the math as like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Those are trimesters. They're not the same for everybody, but... And if you feel like you have a high-risk pregnancy, like if the doctor told you that, or if you have a history of that, um, you feel free to start preparing for that baby shower and registry stuff even before month 7. So, uh, the, the baby shower, what we ended up doing for it was, uh, we kind of wanted to record it, but it, it just ended up happening so fast that we just kind of yeah. lived in the moment. But basically, uh, we had a real chill, relaxing one. I called the, uh, like with COVID and all that stuff, there's, you know, concerns because remember this is early 2021. So COVID was still pretty fresh. Yeah. It was about a year old at the time. And so there were a lot of still concerns about safety and, and protocols and, so uh, I called the local park. This is a, this is a cool idea. I think people should do this because out the outdoor aspect was a lot of fun. We have a park near us, and I called the city. There's a small town, and I called the little town center, town hall. And I basically said, hey, uh, how does the park renting go? Can we rent out the park? And a lot of places are cool if you're a resident with renting the park out. And we, we weren't a resident, so we just said that we were my grandparents who are residents of that town. Uh, we got it for free. We got a whole day. We got to bring out a bunch of equipment. We set up a snack table with drinks. We got a little um, little guy to come a little with like a lote. Yeah, a vendor. Our a vendor. elote man. It was, mm -hmm. it was really nice. And we... Uh, and we just had everybody come to this little uh, gazebo at the park, and we took we set up a, a wooden thing to take pictures, and they're on our Instagrams. You can find that. 
Uh, but that was a lot of fun. And honestly, it, it took us like uh, maybe two days of planning. It was a very mm-hmm. quick thing. And we were able to uh, send out invites through like the baby registry. We were able, we just made a little graphic too. And I like posted it on my story, you know, to my friends. and Right. So since this was so last minute, we did plan our own baby registry. Um, how other baby registries go is some, some women in, or men in your life may want to uh, plan and host the registry for you like as a gift kind of like with bridal showers mm. you know like the the maid I've of never honors. heard of that yeah i have but you know it could be different right <laughs> uh maid of honors will like take care of the stuff for the bride and things like that mm. so like like your mom she wanted to uh host your mom and ginger wanted to host a baby shower for yeah, us we wanted was, to do two of them yeah. Because cause we have family that's farther away. Right. We want to accommodate yeah. each side. Um, oh, and we did have two. Yeah. I think. Because we did have another one. Remember, we went to Ginger's house. We kind of had three. And they got because, mad at me because I was drinking beer in the parking lot with Dylan. Oh, right. That's your fault. <laughs> we couldn't bring beer in, so Dylan brought Coors Banquet, and we all just drank in the parking lot. Um, But we did have three. My mom three. got us. <laughs> <Is it> three? <laughs> Yeah, Tina. Tina set uh, Tina Cole's aunt um, set up a like kind of like a virtual baby shower for us. She got she texted mm, all of her friends. That's right, our family from Minnesota. Yeah, and and they like sent their gifts to us through like Amazon, and they bought off of our baby registry. It was very sweet. There was a lot of virtual gifts. Like, mm-hmm. um, you have options if COVID is still around when you are planning your baby shower. You can do a drive-by baby shower where you invite people um, and they drive by your street and they drop off gifts and you can give them a, like a favor, a thank you, little souvenir, snacks. Um, people get really creative with it. We wanted to just keep ours really small and with family. Mm. Um, but since Cole had a lot of f- online friends, really, and YouTube um, friends, uh our online registries really took off, especially the Amazon one. Yeah. People were shopping for us online, and it was very, 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 like, generous. We are so still very thankful. Um, when I'm using a product that was bought for us from someone, I think of that person still. Mm-hmm. And just, like, it's very... I, I didn't really get to thank people enough for that. They they, they really came through. The, the point here being, uh, we did three baby showers pretty much in straight succession um, that were all planned last second. You don't have to do that. We, <laughs> I think we went a little over the top. Baby showers are not too hard. Not a lot of work. It's don't, really just right. about having your friends there and, and celebrating and having fun. Some people did um, did baby gender reveals. I think we kind of just... We skipped over that, especially being new parents that are young. We didn't want to overwhelm ourselves. Yeah. If you want, if you're young and just found out you're pregnant by surprise unexpectedly and you want the whole experience because, you know, some people want the whole experience, right? There's nothing you wrong with it. You want to make it special. You want to do the maternity shoots. Just don't like, you know, don't blow up an orphanage. What? With, you know, oh, your colors. Sh- um, you know, oh, you- dad brought a, a pink pipe bomb. To the playground. Are you talking about the California fires? There, there were a, because, there because were a of bunch, the, yeah. They got started because by of the gender, gender reveal. reveal. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> but, like, what I was saying, if you want to go for all for it because you want it to be special, it is your first pregnancy, you do what you want. And, you know, mm-hmm. as long as, you know, yeah. Um, we just wanted to be so relaxed. Like, again, we didn't tell people that we were pregnant until, like, we were about to have the baby. Because we were very focused on school, work, 
and just mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves. Like we we posted on YouTube, I think, pretty early, like early in that year. Like once once Fabby started showing a lot, that was when we basically told people. And it wasn't like we were keeping secrets. Like we told our family as soon right. as we knew, close you know. And I, I told some close friends and stuff. But you know, there's no pressure. You can make it in, you know, public if you want. You can keep it a secret. Nothing wrong with that. You know, we wanted to make sure that our baby was gonna make it and be good. <laughs> uh, we were really worried. I think about that initial period where you know a lot of miscarriages and failed pregnancies happen. That we didn't want to go around saying we're pregnant, we're pregnant, and then have to explain to everybody if something went wrong. Like, that would just kind of just make it worse. Um, but anyway, after the baby shower, that kind of transitions us to the topic of the baby registry. Which you should totally prepare for way before the baby yes. shower. Do we- a baby registry. Get a baby registry. It is so cool. Uh, the ones that we worked with was we did do an Amazon one, and we ended up not really sharing links for that one. But we did a Target one, and Target honestly has a pretty great registry. It had just kind of an overall better interface. I it, tried to it put did. a I tried to put a GPU um, in our uh, Amazon one. I will say, <laughs> people were more comfortable buying off of Amazon though. Like, oh, were they? Yeah, like everything on our Amazon list was purchased. Everything. Oh, really? Target. Wow. Not everything was purchased, but if people wanted to physically like experience shopping for baby things they would go to target and look at our registry because they have a little kiosk and you can right. sign in and purchase from a registry yeah or huh. they could look through the link and um there's like a, a thing they can scan so when they purchase the items they can scan the registry which checks off everything they bought okay so i guess if we're going to say do one use one platform for it if people are going to do one then they should do an amazon registry i would recommend amazon to okay. be the top Target also seemed to have stuff just it go was, out of stock constantly in our yeah, registry. That's They'd be like true. not available. Yeah, that's true. It was fun though, like for people that just love Target and want to mm-hmm. go to Target. So, but like like we said too, you know, even people that couldn't come to the registry, like YouTube fans or family from far away, the registry is a great way for you to put something out there, and people can show their excitement for your pregnancy by grabbing you one helpful thing. And off it, there that would help and it's and there's nothing wrong with putting up a registry there's nothing wrong with asking i feel like a baby registry is more appropriate than like a wedding registry in my it's, opinion it's a whole life yeah and people are pretty <laughs> willing to so if you're if you're about to have a baby take advantage of the baby registry because it's a great tool seriously like 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 fabby said friends and and fans and family bought us so much stuff i don't think for the first few months we really had to buy anything that we needed I'm going to say for had, the first six months. For six months, yeah. We had everything taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Um, I would say as well, at first, I felt like I was asking for charity in a way. Don't mm. feel like that. Because, again, people are buying for your baby, you know. And you'll appreciate that later. So, if you're going to do a registry, you got to put some stuff on it. And that's why we spent a lot of time uh, going through and creating a resource for you. We have a page on my website. It's coleparent.com slash registry. And if you go there, we have Amazon affiliate links to everything that we got or had on our registries that we thought was super helpful. And we also spoke to my mother and other family members when we were building our registry and got a lot of advice. Like we kind of made one and then we sent it to my mom and she was like, okay, you don't need this. You don't need that. You should add this instead. Swap <laughs> that with this. So like we have kind of this whole comprehensive baby registry guide for you. Um, and if you buy something 
off of these links, like maybe you've already had your baby, but you hear us talk about something and you want it, you know, buying off of the affiliate link that we have on my website also does uh, help support us. So that's a cool little way, uh, and we appreciate it. But either way, check that out if you want to build yours. And we're going to go over some of our favorites right now. And so first things first, though, do not register for newborn diapers. The baby grows out of them so fast. Um, if Again, if you feel like you're going to have a high-risk pregnancy and you um, suspect that you might have a preemie baby, uh, you can prepare for some newborn diapers. I would recommend, um, because, and I say this because the hospital will give you diapers. The hospital will give you like so much to start off with and and they're very the nurses like recommend you take advantage of that because it's really really helpful um i think the first two weeks of our diapers came from the hospital Mm. like when you're building your registry definitely start off with like you know two months or what is it number two they have i would do no uh number one number one right it starts at zero for newborn and then one two three i don't think that really corresponds with months of life it's just like sizes right sizes uh what happens to a lot of pregnant women at at baby showers is that they get gifted a lot of newborn and Mm. then like they don't use them all because the baby only uses it for like the first week yeah, first day the, the baby grows so fast it's unbelievable. so please like ask people like to give you a variety like give uh if you can gift us ones twos threes mm-hmm. four five like holly right now she's eight months old and she's in size five um i don't think we were gifted fives no we, we we've been buying our we stopped at four yeah, yeah we stopped at four um but but the like all the number two diapers that we got from the registry mm-hmm. were so helpful because that baby peed and pooped a like lot. she pooped like three times a day every day or like more. there were there was a lot of diaper changing and that's why you want to like you want to shoot for those most frequent diaper changes on the registry because mm-hmm. that way you know you're not fronting that cost yourself in the first month of your child newborn's life it's three basic things that they do and that you have to worry about they just eat sleep and poop that's all they do like first month first two months so all you got to worry about in these in this time is diapers feeding and sleeping Mm. so you've got your diapers Another thing to keep in mind is getting like a changing station. If you don't have a space for changing your baby, um, how much was ours? It was like a pretty. This one was about like 120, and I that's the cheapest one I found. Yeah, um, had, yeah, like 120. It's it's a bit much. Uh, put it on your registry if you can. See if anyone will grab it for you. But the one that we have and the one that we listed on our website is pretty freaking awesome. It's got like shelves underneath the baby for keeping the diapers and keeping the extra wipes. Like our changing station is really like a station. And uh, when the baby grows out of it, you can still use it as a bookshelf uh, and toy section. So it's got multi-purposes. Again, if you can't uh, afford the space for a changing table or the money for it um you can still use your bed you yeah, know just it's not put, necessary put some mats down so you don't get poop everywhere but it is a, a nice um thing to have to have everything in one spot another important thing is like a changing pad 
Uh, now these will often, like they'll go on top of the changing station. If you don't have a changing station, it's still nice to have because you mm-hmm. can throw them in a closet. They're basically just like a flat surface that's nice and soft for the baby. Uh, and then that way you can change them and they have like a removable top that comes off and you can get different colors of those and have backups. And so like if, you know, the baby poops on the pad, you don't have to wash the whole pad. You just take off the cover and swap it. And, you know, that's, you know, you could set that on the bed, on the mm-hmm. floor because mm-hmm. it's soft. Like you could really change a baby anywhere. Yeah. And the pad uh, is waterproof, the one that we got. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes uh, Holly would pee. Like when we removed the diaper, she would pee again. It's like, dang it, I don't have the diaper underneath her. And then the, the pad was waterproof. So we just wipe it off. Mm-hmm. There's also like portable pads. Mm-hmm. We, we got those. Uh, those, you know, they fold up in a backpack. So it's just like a small version. If you can't really afford a changing station and you're trying to keep your budget, get, get these. Because you can just keep them in the bag, unroll them and change it home on the go. Like you could use them for 100% of changing if you wanted to. Also waterproof. Also, yeah, they're great. They're really <laughs> great. Uh, you also want to keep in mind like how you're going to dispose of the diapers. You're going to have a lot of diapers. A lot of pee-pee diapers Smelly. and a lot of poopy diapers. And so uh, we recommend this uh, Ubi, Ubi. The, the Ubi diaper pail. Mm. And the reason why we went for this diaper pail um, compared to the Genie um, was that you don't need special bags for this one. You get any bag. You can just get the kitchen bags, put them on there. You're good. With the other diaper pails, you had to get special refills. And we didn't want to spend money like all the time yeah. with that. Um, that's why the Ubi is a little bit more expensive because you're not buying... You're not giving the company more money for refills. It's mm. like a one-time thing and go. Yeah. We use any any bags with it. It's sick. Uh, there's also a good diaper bag in there. Mm-hmm. A good diaper bag is great. Very helpful. Uh, this was another thing, too, we asked my mom about because she went through a couple diaper bags, and she was able to point out a really good one. We've been really satisfied with it, so that's also the one that we've pinned to the site. Um, a lot of moms struggle with, like, They'll pick out a cute aesthetic, like, diaper bag that's, like, in the shape of a purse. But they end up struggling with carrying that and the baby. And, you know, like, having a heavy thing on your arm can, like, kill y- your strength. So, mm-hmm. um, the backpack, I feel like, as a student, was just an easy-peasy thing. Because I'm used to carrying heavy textbooks. Yeah. So. And a couple other things, too. You know, just some... You know, Aquaphor baby ointments, Johnson & Johnson powders, you know, Eucerin baby lotions, um, an actual little, like a little bag for your diaper caddy. That's a really helpful thing. And you can use any kind of basket. We like the one we have. We like it. But any kind of basket just to keep, you know, diapers. a sack of diapers. You pull them out of the diaper bag, like the, the big old container, and you've got just diapers. You can just grab one easily out of like a deck of them. You know, you can keep wipes in there with it. All that stuff. All right. um, Some people uh, make their diaper stations out of an Ikea cart, um, the three-tier one. That's also an option. It's just so you can have everything ready and to go for when your baby's giving you that surprise. Because you don't want to be unprepared when you open their diaper and it's like, dang it, I don't have the diaper and you have to run across the room. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have them all there. And like the table has the space that we keep all of the unopened packs of diapers and, and wipes and stuff underneath. So like if you run out of diapers in your pail... Then you just reach down and you grab the next pack. It's pretty helpful. It's way worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, we should also talk about just which diapers to request because yeah. we've been through a couple brands now and we've uh, realized that you know not all diapers are made equal. Everyone has their own preference. Uh, 
especially on the quality or the price. We care more about the quality because um, the ones that are a little bit more affordable don't have as much padding, meaning that when Holly like peed in, in uh, for example, loves, when Holly peed in those, I felt like I had to constantly keep changing her because like it just felt extra wet. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pampers, I felt like kept her dry longer and I didn't notice um, the wetness as much because their pa- the, the absorbent pads were like really good at keeping her dry. Um, we personally love the Pampers Swallers and that's the one that the hospital gave us. Um, it's very, very soft. It's like so soft. <laughs> but like kind of right in the middle. Because those are expensive. If you want kind of a good compromise, the Kirkland brand from Costco is actually mm-hmm. the kind of the perfect middle ground. Like they're a lot cheaper, but they're still pretty good quality. Next, you're going to need a car seat for your baby or else the hospital will not let you leave with your child. It's a safety thing. You know, they don't want you to just leave with your baby in your arms and then you get in a crash and then, right. So... We have a really small, compact, hybrid car. So we wanted to go for a system that wasn't very complicated. There's a lot of, like, uh, stroller systems that are, like, it's the car seat, and then you have to connect that to the stroller, and then you have to unfold it. There's a lot. Or you just have a car seat, and then you have a stroller. So you're putting the baby from the stroller to the car seat. The baby's waking up. You have to fold up the stroller and put that in the car. Not a big fan of that. So what we went with was this Duna car seat stroller hybrid. It is basically a car seat that uh, has wheels on the bottom, and it's 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 like a transformer almost. <laughs> like you literally you push a button and it folds into a car seat, and then it locks into a dock in the car. And this is all compliant with uh, like proper car seat laws and all of that. It's verified. It's safe. And it's so fantastic because, like, we get home from, you know, a long day. Maybe we pick the baby up from grandparents. We've been working all day. Baby's sleeping. She's in the car seat. We unclip the car seat. We take the whole thing out. We open the wheels. And we're able to get her from the car into the house. And she's sleeping the whole time. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's tough, too. I mean, we've had it now. She's almost a year old. Mm-hmm. It still fits her. It's got different levels. So, I mean, you can keep this thing around for a while. Yeah. It does have a weight uh limitation also when you're purchasing things for a baby check that weight limitation because that's how you know whether it's gonna be a product that lasts you a long time or not a long time Mm. on the topic of products that have weight limitations uh we want to talk about the mamaru which is a a baby swing it's a great like soothing swing there's multiple kinds. I think there's one uh, by Munchkin as well. Um, so you have options. It was a little ridiculous. You could like control it with an app on your phone and all this stuff. But at the base level, it's a little swing that rocks back and forth. And you can put the baby in it. And it can kind of hold the baby because you buckle them in and soothe them. And kind of gives you a break mm-hmm. from having to, to hold them. If you can't do a Mamaru, get a rocking chair. Oh, you're going to need a rocking chair. Even if you don't want a mamaru right because <laughs> you're back and you know you're not gonna want to stand all day rocking that baby to sleep so sitting down really gives you a break for your body um and it's just soothing for you and your child and you can f- breastfeed on the mar- rocking chair too um just put a pillow underneath your arm and you're you're set 
Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, a couple other things, burp cloths. Those are important because the, the baby is going to do a lot of spit up in her, in her early months after you feed her. So burp cloths are great to just kind of have there to catch like a bib. Oh, you're going to need bur- a lot. Get a lot of them, really, especially if you don't have a laundry system yeah. at your apartment or house. You know, you want to keep extras for when it's time uh, for laundry mm. again. Uh, you know, uh, pacifiers. Hospitals will give you pacifiers. And Holly started off preferring the pacifier from the hospital. But later on, um, she started liking the ones that we had, that we actually bought for her, which, again, Dr. Brown's, great brand. They made pacifiers for her. Um, and those are great for, like, you know, if you feed the baby and the, fa- the baby's still crying or not going to sleep, the pacifier will help a lot with that. It's good for soothing. Um, you definitely don't want your baby on a pacifier for more than a year, you know, because mm-hmm. their teeth will start growing to the shape of the pacifier so yeah. it's good for newborn um and up but before you want to take them off yeah. the year uh and what we also went for was um a brand called dr brown's we use dr brown's bottles and they come with their own sanitizer and warmer and warm milk is way easier to get a baby to sleep mm-hmm. if a baby has a warm bottle it's way easier to put them down and uh, way less just stress in general. Um, basically, it's like a little thing, and you put water in it, and you put the bottle in it. You set the how many ounces are in the bottle, and the heater will like, basically, it brings up water, and it does like a little a little boil, just to heat up the bottle, and then it goes back down, and it's just nice and quick and easy, and you don't have to go fetch a pot and boil water. It's real small, so you can keep it upstairs if you have an upstairs. Uh, the bottle sanitizer kind of replaced the need for us to boil all of the baby's stuff. Saves you a pot that you have to constantly keep out to pour water in and boil it. Um, it. You know, it has these like dual layers. So basically we'd wash all the bottles first and all the nipples. And then we'd put the bottles in the bottom section. And then there's a shelf above that you put all the nipples and you turn it, you turn it on, you let it go. And it like heats them up and cools them down. And, you know, it, it's very hands-free. You don't have to keep an eye on it. Right. There, and there's a bunch of other stuff too on this list, like some awesome washcloths. If you do end up... Like if you have a small space, especially, like a little bottle station is helpful. We have like a little one that has like clips in it, you know, it's a rack for all the stuff to dry and all the bottles to sit on, you know, like a bin for it. Um, Depending on how you're going to do breastfeeding, you know, a pump can be helpful sometimes, especially early on. Uh, For us, we ended up kind of going towards formula earlier. Uh, But your pump is required by uh, your insurance to provide for you for free. So you shouldn't pay for your pump. Uh, oh, sick. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, like, you know, there's a baby camera. That's a little extra, but uh, we got a baby camera from uh, our friends, uh, Sean and his family. And uh, the baby camera is pretty cool. It's like a little, like a ring camera almost, but for the baby. <laughs> the and you have a little app, and if she cries, it gives you a notification. It's, it's basically just an advanced baby monitor. Those feel, can be helpful. I feel as a mom, I feel like that that was pretty necessary because like I when she's asleep, I want to do other things, but I don't want to be like hovering over her, making sure that she's like still, yeah. you know. Yeah, she's crying. Yeah, we could keep going on forever. There's there's so much helpful stuff that we got off of our registry. Again, uh, go to coleparent.com/registry. That's going to be in the show notes. Um, we've pinned every item and we, we organize them based on like diapering, feeding, you know, healthcare, 
that kind of stuff. So definitely consider doing that. And now we need to get towards our the third part of this episode, which is insurance. Now, we didn't really know this. This was one that we kind of had to learn the hard way, I guess you could say, because we kind of just went into it not even realizing. But um, insurance is pretty important. Babies are like 10 grand to have without insurance. It's like $10,000, 20 grand to have a baby, which is insane. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and we could never have paid that. But we found Medicaid. And you want to talk a bit? Right. About I'm Medicaid? not sure if we spoke about this in the first episode, but when you find out you're pregnant, you want to apply for uh, Medicaid for pregnant women. Um, because if you're a student like us, $200 visits every like two weeks, every month, every three months, uh, that was totally not going to be doable for us. Yeah, because you have to go see your, your OB. Yeah. Like so every few weeks. This this starts early on. As soon as you find out you're pregnant, apply for Medicaid uh, for pregnant women and your OB visits will be paid for. Um, also, this insurance transfers on to your child when the child is born. And, and that gives you time to set up their own uh, Medicaid insurance under you once they're born, which this then will pay for the pediatrician visits uh later on yeah it's not just pre stuff or it's not just doctor's visit like it does cover the baby for a while definitely look into medicaid that would be probably something to prioritize doing as soon as you find out you're pregnant just because that's one of those questions that you don't want to have later on when you're at the hospital and you've just had your baby and now all of a sudden it's like well you, you got to pay all this or you got to set up all this stuff and then you're just stressed and right but you you'll you don't want to pay for your OB visits, so that's, like, the first thing. That's That same insurance that pays for the OB visits pays for the labor and delivery. Mm. And so how did you uh, how did we set that up? So we live in Texas, and if you live in Texas, this is how you do it. You go to yourtexasbenefits.com and you apply. If you don't live in Texas, check the benefits that are... Like, offered through your state. Exactly. Uh, but... If you want to start off from the most generic site, go to Medicaid, uh, Google that, and then you should find more information. Medicaid, uh, and then check your state. And then on the topic of uh, Medicaid and other stuff, make sure before you go to the hospital to have the baby that you have a pediatrician. We did not know this, Mm. but the hospital will not let you leave with the baby until you have a pediatrician. And uh, and, I, and I feel like that definitely, there was a period where we kind of had a less than, less than desirable setup. I think it was with, like there was a pretty rough Cook Children's in our area that we set up as the thing so we could get the baby out and then they ended up being flaky and we had to find another one. And So check the reviews, really do your research when you're picking a pediatrician. Because I remember crying in the hospital, and I was crying also because of postpartum hormones. Um, it was just very stressful. So mm-hmm. to avoid this, do your research. This is an important one. You don't want to be in that hospital room frantically searching for a pediatrician, and then you have to email them, and you have to get like a scheduled appointment with the pediatrician. So we had to wait an extra like day or two to get an email back and have something like you just... Do that as soon as you can, because that way you have a pediatrician that you trust. You took your time to vet them, look at their reviews. And don't just look at the location on maps either. Like, look up these doctors. Look up their names, you know, 
ask a mom in your area who already has a pediatrician. Ask for recommendations and what their experience was. And you have to make sure that they take your insurance because we wanted my pediatrician who's still practicing to take care of Holly, but they didn't accept Medicaid, so we had to go somewhere else. And Medicaid's not the only way for you to go either. Like, you don't have to have Medicaid. There's plenty of other insurance. This was just the best for us because we were students and didn't really have the money for an expensive insurance plan. Right. And going back to being in the hospital and all this, we we did have Holly on a weekday. If we were having her on a weekend, we would be so screwed because we wouldn't have been able to set up that appointment. Yeah. But yeah, okay. It was a lot of information to cover. A lot. Very uh, I important. Hope, <laughs> I hope you were taking notes. But yeah, uh, check out check out the links in the description. Um, definitely do a baby registry. You know, again, you can contact us on our Twitter um, parent by dummies. You can, you know, I think on some platforms you can send a message. I think through Anchor, you can send a message to us. Like if you have any questions, reach out. Really. But yeah, that's preparing for the baby. That's the the third trimester. You know, baby showers and registries and getting proper insurance. So next week. We will talk about the birth. We'll recount the story. We'll talk about some stuff we learned, what we went through, all that jazz. Sweet. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, seriously. We will see you in the next episode. And uh, Happy New Year. (laughs) I forgot to say that (laughs) last week. It's February 1st, but Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Parenting by Dummies is hosted by Fabiola Ruiz and me, Cole Perrin. And produced by Alejandra Gavilanes. With special thanks to Blake Perrin for our theme music. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. And keep up with us on Twitter at Parent by Dummies.